Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast, because Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. Right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And of course, wherever podcasts can be found. That's right, we're on your favorite podcast app. And if you take just a moment to leave us a rating, review, or a comment on your podcast app, that really does go a long, long way. If you're watching us on YouTube, smash that like button. Smash that like button. You got that right, buddy. Uh, it really goes a long way towards helping. Going in raw. Another AEW in the books. The last one of 2019. Next week, they will not be having. Oh, they're going to take the day off for the Christmas. For the Christmases. That's right. Yeah. Um, so good for them. Yeah. Maybe they'll give them time to sit and spend time with their families and reflect on uh, what we've seen so far on AEW. Because uh, last night had the possibility to be a good way to close the year. Yeah. Instead, it seems like the show is kind of almost universally getting dumped on. It is. And... I, I honestly think there is, again, there, there is a massive microscope on these people. There is. A huge I, know, spotlight. I know there's a, you, you say this a lot, and you're not wrong. There's a huge spotlight. They're learning as they go. Um, and we kind of alluded to some of this conversation that we're about to have in full on the NXT episode. So it seemed early on, and it seems obvious, that the elite have made it a point to not concentrate solely on themselves, i.e. put belts on themselves early on, to develop as many of the Ross members as possible, which I think uh, on a macro level, to introduce your product, to build up the depth of your roster, is a solid idea. There is a balance there, however. You don't necessarily have to deprive your five, six most popular guys uh, championships for the sake of accomplishing what you want to do, build up the rest of your roster. Yeah. Um, last night was a perfect opportunity for the Young Bucks to end the show on a high note because once you found out that Adam Cole and Finn Balor were opening NXT, 
okay, that means Rhea versus Shane is going to close the show. That means there's like a 99.9% chance Rhea is going to win that belt. Yeah. And I understand you don't want to book in reaction to what your competition is doing. Nonetheless, you got to... Sometimes you just got to give the fans what they want. Yeah. And and the way they're handling the Dark Order, you can tell they really like the Dark Order. They like this gimmick. But what you're doing, I feel like, now is is pushing the guys who aren't popular instead of the guys who are popular. And it's going to, if they keep up with this, it's going to be to the detriment of the company. Yeah. Because like the Dark Order stuff, they realized at first it wasn't working. They kind of went back to the drawing board. They started doing these vignettes that were really cool. And the, like the one last week where, where Alex Reynolds is watching the TV, it pops up. They're like trying to recruit him. He shows up this week. John Silver does too. That's neat. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of elements of Dark Order stuff that's, that, that is finally working. It's clicking. The problem is they should have waited at least two to three months to do something like this. You know how this would have been much more effective, the Dark Order thing in particular, but I agree. The, the AEW does have an issue right now. And I am, and I, and I think a lot of people are willing to give them. I, I think a lot of people are really harsh on them um, because they thought that out the gate it was going to be like, hey, let's, let's, they're, they're going to book, you know, weekly television and it's going to be great because they said there's no writers and there's this and it's going to validate everything that Vince McMahon does wrong and they're going to do it all right. And it doesn't work that way because weekly television is difficult. Seth Rollins said this. And it's totally true. And it, you might have said it in a condescending manner in reaction to WWE's uh, uh, issues with their creative. And that's a completely different thing because they've been doing it forever. They should know how to book compelling creative. They have the formatting down. Yeah. They need a book. They need like good ideas. Just the simple act of booking week to week wrestling is not easy. Like it's not an easy thing to do. And on top of that, yes, there is that element of. People want the elite. They watch being the elite. They don't watch being the dark order. They watch being the elite. They want to see the best wrestler on the planet, Kenny Omega, be the best wrestler on the planet. They want to see the Young Bucks be the most dominant tag team on the planet. And they're not doing that. And I understand why, like you said, they're trying to spotlight the rest of the roster at to the detriment of themselves. Yeah. There's a balance there, though, and, they, and they, they need to realize there's a balance. Like, if Cody wants to be in that program and, and, and take himself out of title contention, which there's always a way around that, but at least for the foreseeable future, that's totally cool. Well, there's a story yeah. there for him in that. Here's how you do Here's Here's, I mean, this is off the top of my head, but you're, you're exactly right. The dark This Dark Order segment to close the show. So the Young Bucks and SCU had their tag title match. SCU wins clean. And then the Dark Order, the the creepies, like, start swarming. Yeah. Evil Uno comes out. Uh, Silver and Reynolds come out. Yeah. They don't have their masks on yet. Yeah, because initiation. This is their initiation. Yes. And uh, and that's how they close the show. And the crowd kind of, like, they booed. Well, they, 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 well, first things first, when SCU wins, people are like, oh, all right. Yeah. And that's not any any disrespect to SCU because SCU has got a great pop when they came yeah. out. People, I think people just want to see the Young Bucks win. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And they did, and people were like, oh. Because they had a great promo like during yeah. the show. There was a great yeah. video promo. Um, and then the Creepers come out, and people were like, oh. But you do this, like you said, you do this two months down the line after you've already, you already have a couple of low-level recruits. Evil Uno and Grayson come out, they do their thing, and then they unveil their big recruit, and it's some big name or, from the or, company. Or they do this. They, they you know, because apart from It's Reynolds, like they're Hogan for the NWO. Yeah, yeah they're, exactly. They're, they're Reynolds and Silver. But apart from them, it's just a bunch of guys in masks. They yeah. start f- filling out these guys in masks with people 
who fall under their spell, mm-hmm. like Reynolds and Silver has. It doesn't have to be a, a huge name, save that for a major reveal. But, you know, there's, there's like QT Marshall. He's winning anything. You know who a perfect name for the Dark have Order to be would be? Recruited to the Dark a Order. perfect name for the Dark Order would be Brandon Cutler. Yeah. Because he is, in his own way, like the heart and soul of the jobbers. Yeah. And people really relate to that guy. And they've done such a great job humanizing Brandon Cutler and showing his story on being the elite and on the show. Like he always comes out, tries to help yeah, the young bucks exactly. and he gets annihilated. And so he's a guy that could be a, a, a good starting point for them. Like, Oh my God, they got him. Yeah. And then you have your big name a couple of months down the line yeah. when you do this big reveal. Yeah, thing. Yeah. And it, 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 it's, it's, I understand they, they really like, it seems obvious. They like Grayson and Uno. They think they have something and they're just so close to nailing it in their minds. But but rather than taking the time to get to that point where something like this happens and people are like, Oh my god, this is intense. Yeah. They don't want to they're not taking that extra two to three months. Yeah. Um, and now it seems like the young bucks are in a few with the dark order where it still feels like they have unfinished business with XLAX. Mm-hmm. Like there should be at least one more match between those two teams. Yeah, I yeah, I get the I mean that's the problem. It's like the 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 death match, that was their blow off. Yeah, I know. Because there was that was fair that was fairly definitive. Yeah, the Young Bucks won clean. Yeah, they won clean. But that's mean you know, like the uh, XLAX won a match and Young Bucks won a match. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're moving on from one where you thought was going to be like super faction warfare, the elite versus the inner circle. They never really blew that off. They just moved on. Now they're moving on to this Dark Order thing. Um, but I mean, here's this is this is my thing. I when I was watching last night. The one one thing that stood out to me pr- prior to the main event was when Jericho was delivering his promo with cue cards during the picture in picture, which was pretty silly. But to me, that illustrated point to me, that moment right there. Five years from now, when I God, I hope I hope that AEW is celebrating their five year anniversary or 10 years from now. And they do a documentary and you know, you always have like the early days were kind of rough. Yeah. You know, we didn't know exactly what we were doing, but we were diving into it and we were trying week to week and we were getting killed, you know, by the critics at some points and they'll cut to the bit of Jericho doing a promo picture in picture. And then it gets preempted altogether by commercials. Yeah. And it's like, it's a Jericho promo. Why is this not on TV? It's in picture in picture. I know. Um, I feel like that's going to be one of those things where they're like, yeah, that's something that's not going to happen again. So I feel like a lot of this, man, is just stuff that they're doing that it's like, man, everything is hindsight is twenty twenty, and you have perfect vision when you're looking back on it. But at the time, it made sense because TV comes at you quick every single week. Yeah. And the bottom line is they put on some fantastic matches. They've got a really good roster. And by and large, it's been a lot of fun to watch. I just, from like week one, when they were like hangman, I had no idea... When they started like mishandling Hangman Page, and I think they're starting to get a better grasp on him now. Like they're actually, he actually has a story week to week now. Um, I was like, okay, they're starting to, they're catering to the 75,000 to 150,000 people who are, you know, the ones who are trying to buy the tickets, the people who are watching being the elite. And you have to find a middle ground between we've got an audience of, let's say, a million people that are checking us out. We have to cater to the 850,000 people who are not watching that um, and show them why the elite are so special. It's called all elite wrestling after all. So, uh, so any interesting takes there in the live chat? I noticed Uh, you have monitoring. There's a lot of people just saying that the the dark order doesn't resonate with them. Um, Yeah, that's kind of the, uh, the, the consensus. 
Um, but you know, the people are saying that they think Brandon Cutler because there was there was already so. Uh, Uno oh, he's the other guy with the purple mask. Okay, yeah. Because uh, Uno handed uh, Reynolds and Silver purple masks as opposed to green ones. Yeah, right. But there's already there's one guy, one guy with the purple mask who's actually pretty built. Yeah, and, and tall. Yeah, okay. Kind of lanky, so it could it could already be Brandon Cutler. I didn't see that possible. anymore on Twitter. I just sort of thought of that. Well, as we were a watching good... it this morning because you had. Well, yeah, we, were... we noticed there was one other guy with the purple okay, mask yeah. on, other than Uno and 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 uh, Reynolds and Silver. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it is what it is. It's I mean, I think that people are so they wanted so much for it to be what they wanted it to be, and you know they have to figure this out. They have to figure this out, and and you know hopefully they will. Um, I mean, I've seen all sorts of comments about, oh my god, this is a disaster. It's a disaster, and it's like it's really not. You know, like it's still a lot of it is is really fun. Uh, and even last night, I thought there was a lot of really good stuff. I'm not huge on them jobbing out, butchering the blade. I'm, I've always been against, if you're a tag team, if you're an established tag team, you should never lose to two guys who are thrown together, even if those two guys are really good. Um, so I thought that was sort of something with the Darby Allen and Cody stuff and the butcher and the blade. I wasn't huge on the butcher and the blade taking a loss. They so again, sometimes AEW they'll they'll dig themselves in a hole creatively. Darby Allen says, Cody, if we win, I want a match against you. It should have been Cody, if I help you out and if I give you my all in a tag match, you'll give me that match. Then they can lose and they still they still get to do the Darby Allen Cody thing. Yeah. Because he gave it his all. Yeah. Um, but the Butcher and Blade should be better than them as a tag I team. I think so, yeah. No, I understand that. Um but I thought the Jericho Jungle Boy stuff was yeah, really good. Yeah, that was really good. Let's just hop right into All it. All right, man. so show kicked off with uh, Kenny and Hangman Page taking on the Lucha Brothers. Um, I mean, all these wrestlers, all the guys in this match are really good. So, of course, it's a fun match. Lucha Brothers, man, they're like my favorite tag oh, team. Oh, hell yeah, the man. They're, they're so, fantastic. They're so Somehow good. they're six and six, seven to six now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, the Lucha Brothers have lost six matches? Yeah. I could do a little bit less. I know it's this thing. Oh, of Pentagon doing the Sierra Miedo stuff? Like, on one hand, I think it's funny. On the other hand... He never did it nearly that much in Lucha Underground. <laughs> he didn't? No. Well, he figured out that it sells shirts, probably. Yeah, no. you know. This The sign that I saw in the crowd, or it was on Twitter. Sorry, I didn't see it myself, but it was on Twitter that somebody had up. It said, my girlfriend told me to choose between her and coming to Dynamite. And I said, Cero Miedo. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> the idea of some idiot doing this to his girlfriend made me laugh hard. Anyway, pretty funny. Go ahead. No fear. Yeah. Um, so this is a fun match. In there, and there's a story going on between Kenny and, and Paige where, even though Paige, uh, at least on BTE, left the elite. Um, and they've referenced that kind of, although they kind of ignored it on the commentary last night. But that commentary is a whole other issue. Um, that uh, they're teamed up together. So the finish of the match saw uh, uh, Paige accidentally hit Kenny with a buckshot lariat that allowed the Lucha Brothers to pick up the win at their finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're in the ring, they're having words, and then kind of awkwardly Pac shows up on the Tron. Kenny, Kenny, remember me. And so he he says, "All right, I'm gonna go uh, to remind you who I am, what I can do. I'm gonna go." and show you who I am, what I can do. So he goes to the locker room, and there's Michael Nakazawa sitting there. Mm -hmm. So he goes in there, and Kenny's like, well, he's my friend. I'm going to go help him out. So he goes backstage, goes to the locker room. Nobody's in there. Yeah. And so Paige – sorry. And so Kenny starts wandering around looking. He gets beat up by the Lucha Brothers, Mm -hmm. and then Paige comes along to help him out. Yeah. 
fends off the Lucha Brothers. And so they're looking backstage. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one thing they have in common. They may not be members of the elite anymore. Or Paige isn't. They might not get along. They both don't like Pac. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which a lot is a good story beat, and it keeps Pac involved. Exactly. I thought that was okay. I just feel like they need a through line with what Kenny's doing. They need to make it clear. Yeah. And how that path is eventually going to lead to him, you know, whether it be getting past Pac or not, or getting or having a feud with Paige or not, uh, how that eventually is going to lead him getting into the world title picture. Because at the end of the day, that's what people want to see. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and as we, if you learn anything from the WWE, not to say you have to give the fans what they want all the time. But you have to give them what they want enough of the time that they feel satisfied watching your programming. Yeah, and I again, I do think it's it's unfair necessarily, and that's why we're, we're probably in the new year going to stop doing like today. We're not going to do a Who Won Wednesday, um, but it's it's sort of unfair at this point to compare the two of them simply because Triple H knows it at this point. It's like a science to him. He knows when to give people what they want when to hold back on it. That's why it was so cathartic to see Rhea Ripley because he understood for 415 days, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. Shayna didn't have anybody that was ready. The time wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even with Oscar, it was like, well, nobody was ever ready. And so they just had her vacate the title because she was just ready to go. Um, And so it's just, it's going to take time for them to sort it out like this is man this is it just illustrates just how not how easy it was and maybe it's i mean hard. maybe there does need to be i mean i've i've heard endlessly about oh well it's like a booking committee that's going on yeah and i don't know the ins and outs of i know the elite are in charge i don't know the ins and outs of what they're doing i don't know maybe cody is in charge of of the men's division maybe i, I think from what i understand kenny's in charge of the women's division yeah. obviously the bucks are in charge of the tag division yeah they're doing the best they can, and they have to. I've said this a million times. I have to second guess everything they do because of who they are. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they do need to bring in Vince Russo. Not Vince Russo, but it'd be it, like, it, like a Jimmy Jacobs, someone know? to someone to oversee everything. Yeah, I don't know right, if there's anybody yeah. who's overseeing everything and seeing how all the individual pieces fit. Yeah, and if someone has an idea, like the Dark Order thing, because like as far as this episode, the one that the thing that really just re- didn't resonate with me. And if you have the Bucks lose, there's a way to handle it differently. He have the Dark Order come out and attack and lay out everybody, and it doesn't feel earned yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, just because you tell us these people, this is a, this is this is a team that needs to be feared, doesn't mean we need to fear them. We mm-hmm. need to have a reason to actually fear them, other than you telling us that's the case. Yeah, yeah. And if they're month after month, you know, recruiting a bunch of people, and then there's a huge reveal, and it's like, oh snap they got they got page yeah right something yeah. like that you yeah. know yeah exactly yeah. that's huge that's yeah. impactful then that then you get the sense nobody is safe mm-hmm. yeah then they're a real danger yeah but just because they have a bunch of guys and they have a couple jobbers why why should i really be scared of them mm-hmm. yeah like kenny should be able to drop all of them all all of them except maybe for grace and uso and uno with the uh, uh v triggers that was a great you know? v trigger that he doled oh, out it was great it was coming down completely the in stride so after that we had uh the butcher and the blade versus uh darby allen and cody of course we already mentioned this darby allen uh said cody hey i'll help you out but if we win i want this match yeah um and uh the butcher and the blade man they're really good that but that butcher dude he is he looks legit yeah man he looks so legit i love his look yeah it's so good yeah yeah, it was kind of, uh, I mean, I guess going into this, knowing the stipulation, uh, there really wasn't any way out of having Cody and Darby win. But yeah, it kind of does a disservice to Butcher and the Blade right when they show up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that great bit, though, where uh, so Cody and Blade are hit double cross bodies. Cody gets the tag to Darby. 
he has a destroyer bomb on Blade, but the Butcher is a legal guy. So he drops Darby the backbreaker, puts him right at the cloverleaf, and the Cody's in there. And he starts kicking the Butcher in the face. The Butcher's like, mm mm. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He completely no sells him. Yeah. Um, and the Blade pulls Cody out. Cody tosses him in the ring steps. Darby hits the stunner on uh, Butcher, tags in Cody, and then Cody hits crossroads on Blade. And uh, Oh, sorry, on Butcher. Uh, Bunny distracts the ref, so there's no pin. And then Dar- Darby and uh, Cody lay out Butcher and Blade with suicide dives. And eventually, Cody drops Butcher with a disaster kick. Darby follows with a coffin drop on moth- on the apron. Yeah. And then Cody pins uh, uh, Braxton Sutter. Pepper Parks. Pepper Parks. With Cody Cutter. Yeah. So it was a fun match. Yeah, no, it was a really fun match, yeah. But, yeah, yeah you got the Butcher and the Blade in there. These guys need to be, like, eating people alive. You know? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because I feel like immediately just based on how they're presented in, in appearances, like, I'm way more scared of Butcher and Blade than Dark Order. Yeah, me too, Butcher I know. Butcher and Blade look for legit. Blade, it's like when, when, when uh, Pepper Parks, I guess, when the Blade comes out with that mask, yeah. I kind of wish, and I know it'd probably be really difficult, I kind of wish he'd wrestle in it. I like I, I saw that he prior to the thing out of one eye. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, uh, I saw their, I saw them before I knew it was Braxton Sutter underneath the mask, and uh, and I was like, oh, I remember when I found out. I was like, oh, that's cool, good for him because like he was an impact like for a brief time when I was watching, and uh, so I thought it was really cool that I was like, oh, cool, he's got a second chance. The butcher looks legit though. That dude, man. Holy crap, he looks like an old-timey bastard. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, probably should have got the win here. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Uh, anyways, next, uh, a Jungle Boy and uh, Chris Jericho video package. Kind of recapping the story beats so far, leading up to their match. Then we got, yeah, this was really good. I like yeah. that. Uh, awesome Kong versus Miranda Alexander. is about as long of a match as you would expect. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandy's promo, I believe, in advance of it uh, lasted longer. Um, she's still trying to recruit Chris Statlander mm -hmm, to join yeah. the Nightmare Collective. She wants her alien. Yeah. Uh, took two moves for Awesome Kong to pick up the win. Back fist. I don't know what she calls her version of the fairy tale ending. That's essentially what it is. Mm -hmm. And then she, of course, takes some of Miranda's hair. Uh, and then after that, Jungle Boy interview, a sit-down one with JR prior to Dynamite. Yeah. That's honestly, that's that's the other thing about AEW that like is really starting to get under my skin. It was cute the first couple of weeks, but like I feel like and we've said this before, Excalibur actually gives a damn. Yes. And I seriously feel like they need one or two other announcers to replace JR and Tony that actually sell. You know, it's funny because old school guys, they always talk about selling it like it's real and they don't. <laughs> like they, it's like they're so flabbergasted by the, the 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 names of moves and the silly gimmicks, which I think that, I honestly think that the silly gimmicks, I think they work. I mean, I think for the most part, a lot of these gimmicks work or can work on a wide basis because the wrestlers are good and they believe in them, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like Chris Statlander being an alien. Is it silly? Sure, but I don't care because she's a really good wrestler. She's a really good wrestler, and, and the, the, they talk about her being an alien, but she doesn't present herself like she's an alien in a, in a horribly over-the-top way. Right, exactly, yeah. She, she's just kind of aloof. She, she moves a little, a, little, a little unusually, and she just touches people on her nose, mm -hmm. on their nose, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a huge thing. It's not like she's coming out and like dressed as an alien <laughs> or something. She yeah. just has some interesting makeup and face paint stuff yeah. on. Yeah, I'm willing to go with it. To a certain point, like if they get really like if they have a freaking UFO come down, or yeah, something, I know if she gets beamed up, or that's going to be a. But you know, if, it was, if it's if it's eventually, you know, if it is eventually revealed that she's just a chick who's really into like alien stuff, then that's cool. You know, that's fine. Yeah, we're going to have a freaking or or she's someone who doesn't feel like she connects with humans, right? And yeah, so she she creates a, a, a persona, a persona that she's an alien. Yeah, but then if they have a bunch of little gray men come out and take too her much. away, that's too much. Too much. It's too much. You know? It's too much. But I'm willing to deal with it for now. Yeah. I mean, same thing with Jungle Boy. It's, it's not like Jack Perry says, yeah, I'm, I was raised by, you know, animals in the jungle. Yeah. It's just his thing. It's yeah. wrestling. It's wrestling, exactly. So, yeah, JR, this was a good interview. That was a good interview. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but maybe they should keep JR to that because he's, he's, he's really good at yeah, these he's interviews. Yeah, good interview. And I wonder if Tony would be a little less giggly about yeah, things I think if JR he, weren't there. I do think he would be. Because it kind of feels like. He takes the lead. Or he, he, takes, he takes JR's lead. Yeah. I think he does. Yeah. Uh, so we get Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy next. Uh, this accomplished exactly pretty much what we thought it would. Oh, yeah. Uh, establish. So this is a situation where you, you know, granted I know Jericho, he's in this match. He's champion. You could do these type of situations with any of the top guys. Yeah, You sure. can do it with Mox. Yeah. Like they do with him and Darby Allen. It's a great match that mm -hmm. further solidified Darby as a star. You can do it with the Young Bucks. Yeah. Um, you can do it with Kenny. Yeah. You can do it with, with Hangman Page. You can do this situation where you have a match against up-and-coming guys, the up-and-coming guy doesn't always have to win. Right. Sometimes there's a moral victory to be had in defeat mm -hmm. in situations like this where the Jungle Boy didn't win the match, mm -hmm. but he proved Jericho wrong. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised that they uh, they didn't have – I mean, I know there's all sorts of shenanigans with uh, Jurassic Ex Express, is that their name? 
and uh, uh, what's his face? Oh, Hager. Huh. Adrian C says, JR said that MJF is using a watch as collateral for paying the butcher and the blade. He meant to say the ring. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. It needs to, they need to get some people. I mean, I totally get, I understand, like, you want to be, an element needs to be a throwback to what we, you know, to the glory days of the Monday Night Wars or whatever. But uh, you can do that in different ways. Um, anyways, I, I was actually kind of surprised that they had uh, Jungle Boy uh, notch his own victory in a way that was as clean as it was. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if they were going to do a thing where they, Jericho had the line tamer as the clock was was counting down. And he just couldn't take it anymore and mm-hmm. tapped it like 9.57. Right, like yeah. We've yeah. seen that before, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or Instead, or at 9.57, Jericho cheats to, to get the, the hits win. Hits a Judas effect out of nowhere against yeah. the pen, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But Instead, in, no. Yeah. Yeah. So he did have him uh, towards the, the finish there in uh, Lion Tamer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah, he held on uh, for like a good minute or so. It was 90 so. seconds. No, yeah. Almost two minutes. Half, yeah. But uh, uh, Jake Hager came out with Jericho. He got involved. Uh, Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt, of course, were out there, and they all got tossed from ringside during the course mm-hmm. of the match. Yeah. Um, so after uh, uh, Jungle Boy withstood the, the Lion Tamer, lasted the 10 minutes, um, then uh, Jericho goes down to Justin Roberts, grabs the mic, says, I want five more minutes. Give me five more minutes. And so the bell just rings. So Jericho tries to toss Jungle Boy from the ring. Jungle Boy skins the cat. Tries for a couple of roll-ups. Jericho kicks out of them all. Jericho storms out of the ring, grabs his title, goes up the ramp. Um, and then he eventually runs back down, I guess after Jungle Boy leaves, and starts trashing everything ringside. Gets in the face of Jungle Boy's family who's sitting ringside. Mm-hmm. And then leaves again. Tony meets him at the top of the stage. <laughs> Tried to interview him. Jericho grabs the mic, threatens to beat up Tony. <laughs> yeah. Shiavone. Um, and then he changes the subjects to Moxley about his invitation to Mox uh, to join the, the inner circle. I almost said dark order there. Um, mm-hmm. He says, I, f- I feel like I know how Mox will respond after discussing the with his wife. Yeah. With his lovely with his mother. lovely wife and his mother that I've met, met before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he says, uh, so we've, the inner circle is convened at the inner sanctum. That's a mansion. You know what a mansion is? <laughs> it's a house for rich people. It's a really big house. Yeah. Casa Grande. Yeah. Um, and Jericho says, we have a huge surprise waiting for you, Mox, should you say yes mm-hmm. on New Year's Day. Ooh, that'll be fun. That'll be good stuff. Uh, after that, we had uh, an SCU this interview. This was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I was interrupted by the Lucha Bros. Pentagon had his iPhone out, and he kept on replaying. Daniel's Botch. Daniel's Botch. I didn't watch Being the Elite, but apparently it was called Chris Daniel's Botch, yeah. the episode was. And so the Lucha Brothers saying, uh, it's obvious, Chris, you don't have it anymore. Yeah, what did he, he said, uh. I think yeah, I think he said something like because his his English, you know, Pentagon's English is not very good, but he said something like "don't have it" or something like that. He said something like he lost it. Yeah, but in like just the most broken Spanish, it was hilarious. And then Kazarian's like, "Chris, rather. you can let him say that." Yeah, and then Chris walks away. <laughs> yeah, man, he was embarrassed last week. Before he's gonna make him let him say that. Yeah, man. I mean, there's video evidence there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. effed up. You effed up. Yeah. Uh, next, Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker. Uh, winner would be the number one contender for uh, Riho's Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. She was in the back watching this yeah, match. Yeah, they had a really great close-up of her at the end of this match. 
<laughs> she should have done this. I know, but she was. But her reaction was that without the hands over her face. It was, yeah, it was like, oh, oh man, this is gonna be tough. Yeah, um, this is a fun match. I have to fight an alien now. Yeah, no. Uh, Britt kept on going for lockjaw all over the place, um, and then uh, come back from commercial, start trading moves in the corner. Britt goes for a lockjaw again. Chris gets out of the way, hits a running knee on apron, follows missile drop kick, gets a two. I know Chris Dantlander's only had like two match. This is only her second, I think, one on one match on TV, but she's really good. I know, super good. That match last week against Sheeta was fantastic. It's weird that WWE just sort of left her signing papers on I a know. desk somewhere. I know, but she would have been buried in there. I mean, their division is so loaded right now. I know. This is like this is the perfect place for and Chris she would. And I, I can't remember where it was. I read something about that. That that you know. It, like the primary reason she signed with AEW is because it's like immediate opportunity. Mm-hmm, sure, yeah. Uh, so they're both on the top. Britt hits a superplex, uh, tries to get Chris up for another move. Instead, uh, Britt has to eat a fisherman driver. Um, uh, Britt hits a fisherman neckbreaker, goes for a super kick. Statlander catches it, hits a kick her own, charges towards Britt. Baker hits the super kick, goes for lockjaw, uh, powers out. And so she powers out. And has her up in kind of like a fireman's carry position, mm. and then brings her forward to hit her finish. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty impressive spot. Yeah, it was. Um, and then, like I mentioned, that great reaction of Riho uh, backstage watching the match, where she's like, "Oh dang, I got to wrestle an alien now." That was good stuff. And then, so uh, Tony comes out to interview Statlander, and she just bops him on his nose. That's her way of saying hello, I guess. Brandy comes down. She says, Tony, you can get out of here after she, like her mic wasn't turned on the way. It's like, oh, you left this mic from, microphone here for me, didn't you, Tony? Again, it's one of those things where, like, I just feel like when they, it, the weird thing is, like, I know TNT is, is are they just paying for production yeah. and not handling it? I think they're just paying for it. Yeah. So is, if the task manager, whoever is handling TV, it's just, it just feels like, I don't know. they got some kinks to work out still. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was watching this with my, my youngest daughter, and Brandy comes out. And she says, she asked me, is she mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I think she's supposed to be. But she really seems like she comes off like a really nice lady. Yeah. Really nice woman. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I mentioned that. So anyways, Brandy comes out. Uh, she sends Tony back to the booth. She c- congratulates Chris on the win and says, I need to know, are you going to join the Nightmare Collective? Uh, Chris puts her finger out the bopper and then does. No, no, no. Waves her uh, finger in her face. She turns to leave. Uh, awesome Kong and Melanie Cruz are on the ramp. And then Brandy hits her with her high heel Ouch. right in the eye. Ouch. And Sadie Gibbs runs down. Check on her alien friend. Yeah. Yeah. After that, we had a Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard promo. Where are they just getting away from the Joey Janela feud? And so Spears wants to go to the tag division now. ACA, <laughs> man. He sees where the money's at. Where was it the last time? Oh, Wait a second, that's right. Janelle like kept he like uh he kidnapped uh Tully Blanchard. He yeah, tied him up in the chair. Tied the top him up of the in ramp. a chair. Yeah, what the is hell? Tully gonna suggest to Spears that Joey be his tag team partner or something? Maybe. Maybe. Although, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Because yeah, he was like, Yeah, the tag team division, main eventing all the time. That's where the money's at. Yeah. We got to find us somebody in Tully Blanchard. This I'll be honest, this promo <laughs> this promo kinda to me was like they should have done this a couple more takes. Yes, just like maybe three more takes, they would have nailed it. Well, I think I think I think Spears did fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Tully is a little a uh, little bumpy. A little bit. Yeah, he was like me and Arn. We were a tag team. We could look at 
each other. Didn't have to say a word. We just do do spine buster. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, they seem like they legitimately like each other, though. So like, who cares? I feel like a lot of it is with, you know, Mox. When he was first talking about when he first got to AEW, he was like, yeah, you know, we just went, we did a promo real quick, and then we did another one, we did three promos in like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, sometimes you just take, take a little bit of time, take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, after that, we had a Young Bucks promo where they talk about having some Christmas dinner with SCU. Yeah, they were talking about how they intended to come in and prove they were the best tag team, and they haven't done it. Yeah, they haven't, really, they haven't done what they, they've been able to prove they're the best. Merch Freak is going to have Christmas dinner with yeah with uh, SCU with uh, Ring General Christopher Daniels. <laughs> yes, um, and yeah, they mentioned we have SCU over for Christmas, and it's gonna be really awkward when we have their titles uh, in front of our families. Mm-hmm. It's like me and Big Red. You know, I'm gonna have my title up out for uh, when we do Christmas dinner together. We're not doing Christmas dinner together. Really? No, I'm not even gonna be in town for that. What a drag, man! I sent you the invite and everything. I received no invitation. Anyways, this Young Bucks match was really fun. They it like was to, fun. They bounce on ropes a lot. They do. And it's really impressive when they do that stuff. And then Scorpio Sky. It is bizarre. Isn't it weird that Scorpio Sky is not like a huge singles star? I feel like SC, like, SC just means Daniels and Kazarian, Scorpion, Scorpio Sky. He needs to like go win that, I don't know, TV title or something. Well, they don't have a TV title yet. Hop to NWA. Get that TV title. Uh, I feel like that's a step down. It's a major step down. <laughs> oh, it's not a. It's a. It's a major step down. Anyways, it is. Yeah, NWA. They, they broadcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> yeah, the Scorpio Sky show up here. It'd be a major step down for him too. That'd be rad. It'd oh, be awesome. No, I love. He'd be great. I'd love to have Scorpio Sky replace you as my co-host, but it'd be a huge step down for him. Oh. Mm. What? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Move Wait, on. Am I taking that that joke a bit far? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. Oh man. What would you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't know what to do without me. Get out of here. Oh, I did okay in the three weeks lost. you were gone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every once in a while, I watched and I was like, and I saw the comments. People were like, "Man, I like Cal better than Steve." I'm like, the heck, people. Oh well. I like Cal better than Steve, also. Anyways, uh, except anyways. except he did say, did he say that? Like, was I not supposed to spoil that? No, I thought he said it back. Didn't there. he say it on the stream? I so the thing about like he totally defends people staring at refs for the counts. Yeah. Oh boy. And then he claimed I wasn't there at the Deville well, for his true. show. You weren't there. No, I I showed it to him on Twitter in the picture. It was like way up in the back. I had no, to get the was, bird's eye view. I was there. Too many people were coming up to me asking me for the two good brother. Oh my god. And I was like, I got to go incognito. I put on a fake mustache and a baseball cap. And some sunglasses. You look like the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, SCU won this match. <laughs> they did a bunch of stuff on the ropes. A bunch of people yeah, flipped cool. and stuff. I mean, it, they they hit all the usual spots. There's nothing. It's I mean, like the 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 what's impressive about a Young Bucks in SCU tag match is they managed to do all the usual spots, but put them together in new and creative ways. Yeah, yeah. It's like Mexican food. It's all the same ingredients, but for some reason, when I eat, you know, enchiladas versus like a taco, man, it's it's great. It's two different experiences. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Kind of. I don't know. I don't know, man. Let me ask you something. Were the Young Bucks putting on better storytelling matches in New Japan than they are in AEW? I always go back to the to the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers. Yeah. 
holy crap, the storytelling in that match? And then just down the stretch in New Japan, their storytelling. All the matches they ever they had with uh, Rapunky Vice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying take anything. Like, when I watch these matches, I am truly blown away by the level of creativity and how they bounce off the ropes and stuff and do flippy cool stuff. Seriously. And I'm not saying, yeah, I just, I feel like. Like, I felt this one had a decent enough story where Matt especially was really selling the effects of the match last week. Yeah. But then if you're there live and comment and you're not watching on TV and so you don't hear a commentary mentioning it, that might not translate per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he shouted, oh, my back hurts from Santana <laughs> hitting me. I don't know. I, I didn't pick that up. <laughs> there were so many table spots last I week. Know. I flunked through my, myself through three tables last like week. Like last week, the, t- the story was basically, let's see how many tables we can go No through. table is safe. <laughs> no table is safe match. Yeah, the table's doing the job last week. But it's always really fun. Yeah, it is, it is fun. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. But okay, okay. So here's, I guess here's my thing about this. They had that video package where they talked about, where they talked about yeah. it's awkward, right? I didn't see it in the match necessarily. How it was didn't, like. Didn't they like shake hands before the match started or something? Yeah, but at, at any point during the match, did they ever like approach a limit that might be too far no. and then step back because we're about to have Christmas dinner with them. No, I know, I know. That'd be nice to do that. Because that's what we saw. And they're the totally capable. You're right. Yeah, that's what they're we saw. totally capable. But that was more so from Kenny's standpoint. Although I guess... That dude is an amazing storyteller in the ring. Yeah, well, I'd like to see more of it. Who, with Kenny? Yeah. Well, I, I, I get like the hangman stuff. It's good. We saw that stuff. It's good. But, I mean, nothing that rivals... We haven't seen anything from him in AEW that rivals anywhere close to what he did in New Japan. In terms of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. In terms of pure storytelling. Yeah. I feel like. He's yeah. had good matches. He's had really good matches. He's, yeah, it's, it's impossible for him to put on a bad match. But, uh, uh, yeah, anyways. Yeah, it'd, been, it'd be nice. Was it Nick who was, had like a bloodthirst to destroy Kenny at the, in that Golden Lovers match? Or was it Matt? I don't remember. One of them was like really gung-ho about beating the hell out of Kenny. Oh, I forget. I don't remember. I just remember that match was freaking off the hook. Yeah. The emotions. Yeah. That was a really good match. It was long and it was brutal. So, and then the Dark Order come out and they uh, yeah, we kind of talk about that. I attack would, everybody. Hey, man, I wouldn't replace you with Scorpio Sky. I wouldn't do that at all. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Oh, don't get self-conscious. I don't care I'm about not your dumb jokes. About it. It's a dumb joke. I, I firmly will see him design a cool shirt. Like, I can design a cool shirt. Hey, can we please put that? You know what? For that joke, you did hurt my feelings. So in response to that, can we please put the Snake Larson shirt on sale? No. It's such a good design. You're going to let that go to waste? Yeah. <gasps> what if I just do the same general design that isn't a Snake Larson shirt? Would you be okay with that? What's it going to say instead of Snake Larson? I'm going in raw. <laughs> Too good, me brother. We could talk about that. Okay. Man, that Snake Larson shirt is so good, though. You can try to convince me all you want. You know, I sit here on our uh, Who Won Wrestler of the Year thing that we shot yesterday. Yeah. And I'm fine saying that I'm... How about this? What if we trade shirts? I'm like a slow, fat moron, like Make-A-Wish case. And we'll do a shirt with that. And then we can do a Snake Larson shirt. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) Fat, slow moron. My face. Snake for your face. I'm just joking. I'm just going to give you crap about that because it's something you won't let me do. Yeah. 
<laughs> I let you do basically whatever you want. <laughs> and I put my foot down once. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, here's the, you know what I'm doing right now? Building demand. People are going to want to see the Snake Larson shirt. I'm going to blur it out in the intro. We you are? Oh, no. Oh, and I worked on that for a good 10 solid minutes. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, man. Let's answer some questions. All right. Uh, Griffin Cologne has AEW squandered the elite a year ago. Kenny was the hottest wrestler on the planet. Now he's taking pins left and right with no storyline in sight. He's got story. I think he might have an overabundance of, of story and that none of it's really focused. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're trying to focus something now with Pac and Paige. Take that in a direction. But it seems like there's little story threads here and there. And you know, like, like it seemed like for a bit there was a crisis of confidence thing, and then he started winning out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now he took this pin, but it made sense because there's a problem between him and Paige. Um, I don't know. I just think if last night the Young Bucks had won the titles, it, it the crowd would have went home happy. Uh, it would give them as a unit, and I don't mean kayfabe-wise, I mean as the brains behind AEW, feel like they have some momentum, you know? The, the criticism that they have not booked themselves strong enough is nothing new. Uh, this has been, I mean, shit, I'll be honest. I've been talking about this for months now. Um, but it's really been bubbling up with even, you know, their staunchest supporters like Dave Meltzer has talked about this a little bit uh, over the past like month or so. And I do kind of feel like maybe if they had read not red, but if they had sort of taken notice of, hey, you know what, we do need to pay attention to see what people are saying, see if there's any, I mean, dude, all, I, I read, you know, YouTube comments, Twitter, you know, feedback, stuff like that, and it, and it does sometimes give me ideas, okay, maybe we can shift things around, maybe we can do something different. Like, just the other day, somebody was saying, man, I really love all the notes that Larson does, it really does a good job, and I'm, you know, we've talked about it a couple times about how sometimes we go through, you go through the moves, and and I'll sit here and I just let you take over. People, a lot of people like that. Yeah, they, I, they've come. I, to, I, they've never, come to, I never know if that's too dry or if it's just an info. It's dump. hard. It's hard to tell because oh. like I, I know there are people out there who like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's always an evolving process. Totally. But we try our best. That was just one example. We try our best to listen to the audience. Mm-hmm. For example, if they all want the Snake Larson shirt, we'll give it to them. Not about that. But uh, I, I would think that that. That AEW, that the, the the brain trust there, would be listening to this a little bit. And last night would have been a great opportunity. To, that would have just killed that, you know? Like all the people saying that, all the people saying they don't put themselves over. You get those tag titles, and they'll shut up mm-hmm. for the most part, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, they don't all have to have belts, right? Yeah, you know, they can take turns being champions. It's not like they. Have, I think people would dump on them in terms of oh, look at this, this is a vanity project. Mm-hmm. If instantly they all had all the titles you know yeah they're not doing that right exactly and they all seem smart enough maybe they've overthought it to an extent um i i i never assumed they would do that to begin with in fact cody's taken them out of the title picture completely for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah. yeah but you can't you can only not give the fans what they want for so long before they're like well why am I bothering? Yeah. Stevie Bradley says that Mox Omega match didn't do anything for you. No, we loved it, but it was just deathmatch. Yeah. That was literally like spots, but deathmatch, spot, deathmatch, spot, deathmatch. Yeah, let's much, let's it, move on to the was, next it was one. Essentially, who can take the, the worst beating and, and get up? Yeah. Yeah. Which is his own kind of story, but you're not right. There, it lacked the emotion of the match you discussed, the, the, the Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks. It lacked the the, the 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 narrative from match. Granted, it was a standalone match. You can't really do it. But some of the storytelling aspects of the Okada Omega match, especially the later one. But that was, of course, referencing the previous matches. So you can't really do that. Yeah. Um, so, 
DKC returns. Which wrestler should always be petting a cat, a la Doctor Claw? Uno. Yeah, Evil Uno. Evil Uno. He should sit down on one of the creepers and pet a cat, or get like a, a little tiny creeper guy. There, oh God! I mean, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> you get a little person, or like get somebody's child. I don't know. Richardsty, are you guys doing shows on the thirtieth or thirty first? I'll be coming down the Bay Area to see about coming up and taking you out to lunch. I don't think we're scheduled to do anything on, not the 31st for sure. Oh, God, no, not the 31st. I'm not sure about the 31st. We're having a shindig in my house. There you go. Um, so TBD, I'll say that. Yeah, TBD. And we're not really in the, the Bay Area. is kind of a drive for it us. Is. So. Uh, Alex Ramirez, Sloth Steve, and Snake Larson. See, perfect. Uh, See, the thing is, the thing is, like, calling me slow or fat or a moron, it's really not that big of a deal. Calling somebody a snake, <laughs> that's a little overboard. I mean, like, I don't mind it being a joke. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But, like, what if my kids are out? Oh, my no. Kids, and someone comes to me and goes, hey, Larson. And they're like, Dad, why do you have the Snake Larson shirt? Yeah. Well, well, then you'd have, see, that's the thing. Then you'd have to tell them. Well, because I'd I'd turn in Uncle Steve in just a, in a heartbeat, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, he probably had it coming." <laughs> yeah, that's what they would say. Fear and loathing. Uh, Tony Khan stunner looked like he took the elevator to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I just saw one little fan video of it. Um, it was kind of goofy. John Curley, if you okay the snake shirt, we promise to only wear it around the house and not in public. <laughs> It'll be my sexing shirt. Come on, please. <laughs> that I'll be honest with you, John. I don't think that's more of a selling point it's if you're not. saying that you're going to wear that shirt during sex. Number one, they're, they're, people who wear shirts during sex. Well, also, if you saw the shirt, <laughs> in no way would you be actually be in any uh, position to do any <laughs> sexing with that shirt on. I'm not sure your loved one, your lover, will appreciate because it's a it's a weird shirt. And it's got this face on it. <laughs> Well, the top half. Yeah. The bottom part, your beard, is the snake. Yeah. Uh, DKC returns, snake Larson shirt if Larson gets all the profits. Nah. I don't, think I don't, I don't know if I'd approve that one either. So I'm not, I, I don't think it's possible for me to be uh, What swayed. if we did here? What if we put, did send the profits to charity? <laughs> Sorry, little kids. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kevin Kernow. On average, how often do you think opponents fall for telegraphed back body drops? More often than not, you end up getting kicked. So why try for it? That's a lot of moves in wrestling, though. Yeah. Like how many moves do people try and they don't hit? Uh, Ritaristi, he'll be out in Pittsburgh. So that's East Bay, but he drives to sack. We'll see. It depends if we come like Tuesday. Tuesday is 31st. We won't be coming down Tuesday. We're very sure. private people, Rich. So we'll see. <laughs> Tim was talking about Tim Spulak was talking about like hey man I'd totally come out if you guys had a friendo watch party and I'm like I don't even know who started that I think it was Mr. Dope and then Stevie Bradley hopped in I'm like I never said yes to that yeah. I'm a very private person uh, Fear and Loathing NYC share the profits with snitches who gets who got stitches oh is that a, is that a charity we can Probably start a charity not. snitches who got stitches that's good <laughs> Steve Bradley, I can just make the shirt. I'll sell it from our uh, your office parking lot. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan, who do you think will be the first new AEW World Women's and Tag Team Champions in 2020? This is a good question. 
Uh, well, the world champion, it's, Mox is going to get that next. Probably. I think Jericho that's going to happen. February. Jericho said he knows what he's doing all the way until February, so I imagine that, that pay-per-view, I would not be surprised if Mox picks up that title. Next women's champion, who's going to take it up, Rio? At this at this point, it's going to be Statlander. Seems like it'd be Statlander on New Year's Day. Or they're gonna, or Rio's gonna like beat a lot of people, and then Awesome Kong will take it from her and be like the new Walter of the women's division. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening mm-hmm. too. Uh, oh, and then tag team. I mean, maybe the Dark Order, but they seem to be going after the Bucks though more so. But maybe yeah. Not. Um, which it, again wouldn't even really make sense because if you're a, a, a tag team and you think you're hot stuff, why go why go after the team that just lost a match of the tag titles versus the tag <laughs> champions? You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Adrian C could still be Lucha Brothers. They still have beef with the SCU. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He's walking around with his phone in the botch. I know. Uh, Imagine the massive finish to the t- the title match. <laughs> Penta just goes down, and you think he's gonna take his glove off. Yeah, his phone's underneath. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Adrian C. While Statlander has all the potential in the world, do you think there's at all the chance she's getting pushed to the moon because of her talent, or potentially as a jab at WWE for dropping the ball and signing her? Uh, I'd have a hard time believing they. Would, I'd be really surprised. But they that. would push someone uh, just to be petty. Um, if that's a side effect, I, maybe if, that, if that's of interest to him, I don't know. But uh, she's good. Mm. I'm guessing they're pushing her more than anything else because she's good. Yeah, I suspect that's the case, too. Uh, yeah, Adrian. Oh, he also brought up the Brandon Cutler with the purple mask thing. Uh, let's see here. Wait, what? what? Oh, oh, James Fletcher. Sorry. He says, do you think they're setting up Sammy Guevara to turn on Jericho in the distant future? In the distant future? I don't know, man. That's I don't know. Not yet. I don't think so. What are you laughing this at? This Fightful headline, Orny Lorkin. I walked in on Chris Jericho taking a dump <laughs> in 2009. That's my, that's amazing. That's probably just a Lorkin tweet, too, all caps. Yeah. Let's, uh, w debut uh, January 1st, 2010 versus Great Kali. One with my finish in two minutes. Also, <laughs> Vince McMahon said I had to wear a jersey because I was too jacked. Also, walked in on Chris Jericho taking a dump earlier in the day. I thought he was going to cry. We'll never forget it. <laughs> That's amazing. He's a he's a solid Twitter follow. That Tony he Lorcan really is. is. He really is. Uh, oh yeah, and then Imposter Naked Midian says, "You guys notice Hangman Page's lower third? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're getting silly with that stuff." Because the last one was like drank an entire bottle of whiskey or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Cole Cabana did commentary for Dark. Yeah, I saw that they had that on Twitter. He came oh, out. that's neat. That's awesome. Yeah, he's done with Ring of Honor. Dude, could you imagine Cole Cabana and... Uh, Excalibur? Oh, don't even get me started. How great would that be? I'd be off the charts, dude. Man. Cody's not going not gonna to let go of Tony, though. Shivani, they're close. He might be close with JR, too. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, but... You but JR is... Mm, Taylor's not good. Kick him to the curb. Just have him do interviews. Have him do interviews. Do interviews and when then you need, like, we talent need a segment. Stuff. We need a segment. I think he's doing some consultant work too. Yeah. Um, we need uh, an interview or a segment with some gravitas. Yeah, sure. JR can still pull that off. Mm-hmm. Bring in JR for that stuff. Yeah. But he doesn't need to be on commentary every week. Oh, we had one more uh, super chat here. Oh, no, that was the one I Al- earlier. Alfix says, you can watch Dark to hear it. Uh, we'll see if that happens. 
I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch Dynamite to see it happen to hear it. He's great though. I love Cole Cabana. Yeah, he's great. Um, that'd be cool if he pulled double duty in AEW and NWA because mm-hmm. he's still in NWA mm-hmm. too. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We do definitely appreciate it. Uh, yeah, be sure to listen, man. If you've been watching the show, if you like it, hit smash. Smash, smash that, that like, like button, button man. Smash if you want to see like that, button. hey, if we get to, how about this? If we get to 2,000 likes for this episode, if we get to 2,000 likes, we release the Snake Larson shirt. I'm not, I'll, it's going to be hard to change my mind on that one. 2,000 likes? That's tough. like the impossible task. It's going to be hard. Will that, uh, will that be like step one of a possibility? Can we give some people some hope? I'm not gonna give people hope if, if, if there's gonna be no follow through on it. So. Oh no! Okay, you're like it's like Vince's rule: don't mention a feud if you're don't not gonna have the match. Exactly. Don't mention the shirt if you can't release the shirt. Yep. Ooh, it's gonna be in the vault forever, people. Yep. Unless we get 2,000 likes. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.